DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Will Harris, what's up, bro? Not much, man. Thanks for letting me be here. Yeah, dude. So, I hadn't seen you in a, well, it's been a couple weeks. I've come over there and caught up with you, but um, you have a new podcast, and that's really what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, I, I do. Um, something that I've been working on for a year or so, and, and you know, after you dropped yours here, um, it really got my ass going, saying, "Okay, I need to, I need to hurry up and do this." And yeah. So I appreciate the inspiration. Oh so. yeah, dude. I mean, hey, it's been it's been interesting because like we had to we started it. You were on the very first show, actually. Yep. We started it, and then we had to make a pivot whenever COVID hit, and I had to do pretty much every single thing virtually, and kind of had no idea what I was doing. And now we're back in the studio. But since then, you've got yours rolling, and how's that going? Like, first off, what made you want to do it? So my, my professional career has been very successful uh, just because of the people that I've surrounded myself with and networking. And, and uh, you know, so I've just been very blessed with that. Uh, it was motivation to help others, uh, small business owners, startups, which couldn't have come at a you know, perfect timing because of COVID. It, it shut a lot of people down. Yeah. So uh, it was more of an educational purposes, but in a conversational setting to educate people on you know financial stability business uh, marketing pr everything across the board that a startup would need to know that may not have learned in the beginning uh, it's something to help them understand it now well i mean so I, I love that you're doing that too because i feel like a lot of people that are doing podcasts especially business oriented they're just like oh get your ass up and work hard yeah. you know what i mean are they, yeah. are they or they're telling an entrepreneurial story but they're not actually some people just need their hand held right. a little bit. You know what I mean? Not not a bad way. I'm not saying that's in a negative way, but they just need a little bit of guidance. And yep. So that's something that's great, you know, but you're also getting to meet all different types of people across the board, too. Oh, yeah. The, so my, my networking has just grown substantially. But to touch on that point, a lot of those business and entrepreneur podcasts, it is. It's, you know, get off your ass yeah. and do this. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, then how do I do that? You know, and, and that motivation only goes so far. Then it's the same shit you know, week yeah. to week, every podcast, what I do on mine is I really pick at the issues that they went through. Maybe somebody went through a divorce or maybe somebody went through a death in the family or something, something that killed their motivation with their business. Yeah. And I, I really pick at that point to where they talk about it and they talk about what got them through it, what, you know, advice that they can give for somebody that's gone through it. Uh, with, you know, a good example, my first guest played for the Kansas City Chiefs, amazing guy. Uh, Eric Warfield, good friend of mine, he made eighteen thousand dollars a week, and he was broke, living on his best friend's couch. Yeah, that's crazy. It so is. now, it's it's, so now it's not about how much money you make; it's how you manage your money. Right. And so he he went into depth of talking about you know what he did. Uh, so he obviously learned his lesson and didn't do that anymore. Yeah. So well, I mean, you have a lot of those uh, college and, and NFL athletes that are NFL athletes mainly, or any of those you know athletes across the board that are professionals that you see that a lot. Oh, yeah. Like they make all that money, and then once their contract's up, they're used to living that lifestyle and literally spending it as soon as it comes in and not putting anything back. And then, man, they're like doing commercials for Arby's and shit. You yeah, know what I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like or anything, like a small. They're, they're basically doing, doing what they can for right, for exactly. Capital. Instead yeah. of set, like if it were me, if you know, knowing what I know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna set these things aside and make these things start making money for me. So whenever I'm done, I'm done. You yeah, know what I mean. I don't have to work anymore. Yeah, a lot of them don't do that. And unfortunately, a lot of them don't learn that lesson. Right? Uh, and it's, it's unfortunate. Well, I mean, it's good that you're able to, like, get someone like him on and highlight those things, especially if that person has been through those, you know, as well. 
yeah, experience it teaches it teaches volumes when somebody's actually experienced it yeah. and you're, you're listening to them about their actual story. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. it means more, man. Because I mean, people, anyone all day long can say, "Get your ass up, work hard, let's do something." You know, you got to grind. I know you don't want to get up this morning, but you got to go do it. But what incentivizes, or basically, what backs up that point? You right. know, do they have? How are they going to connect with our audience if they are talking to those people? Yeah, and I, and I tweeted this uh, last week, but, you know, the best motivation is a sink or swim motivation. Yeah. Yeah, so. It is. But, I mean, it, everyone's different. You know, everyone's different. They take – some people cannot take that aggressive push. Yeah. Like, I'm aggressive. I'm bad about it, and I'm like, get your ass up. you got to work hard, you know. But some people, they, that shuts them down. And I, and I appreciate that, too. And so, like, for my for me, if, if it's being an outlet and I'm trying to motivate someone, it's probably not going to be – it's not best that they need someone a little more – Sympathetic. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things that, um, you know, we move past and everyone learns. And But the thing is, is the fact that if we're all trying to find an outlet to to basically help us, mm-hmm. you know, get to that next goal, whatever it may be. Nope. I agree 100%. So, uh, and the other thing we push on the podcast, too, is following your passions and defining your own success. There's so many people that, first off, they think success is financially, and it's bullshit. It's yeah. definitely not it. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, if you're able to do what you want to do every day, I mean, life just gets that much better, right? I agree, man. I told people, like, I always said I want to make enough money to where I can do whatever I want to do when I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I've been broke, 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 and I've had enough money to be comfortable. It's not about, you know, having millions and millions. It's literally just figuring out what you want to do, especially if you can find something to, that makes you money that you enjoy doing. Exactly. Because, man, 80% of people don't. Mm-hmm. 80% of people are out there right now that hate their job. They hate their spouse, you know, whatever it may be. They're not happy, but they're staying that way because they're afraid of change. They're, yeah, and they're complacent. Yep, and that's man. It's just we have one life, man. I just, uh, I've, I've, it's been a while since I talked about these points, but it is funny. It's because it's we do we we get in these little ruts and we think, okay, well, I don't want the conflict, but I mean, changing a job six to eight months of busting your ass and maybe not making any meets, you know, whatever is worth spending 10 years doing something you hate oh yeah you know and you can make money doing anything yeah man like there's literally not an excuse today you can i mean prime example i love uh the the marketplace flippers man the people that buy stuff or get stuff for free and they go sell it like dude the flip game is that's an easy way to make money i have a friend he's been doing this for a long time and i'm and i don't you probably don't want me saying his name so i'm not going to yeah but he grades and sells cards that is a baseball, good, well, hey, football. That's a, that's a good industry. You know, Do you know how much this son of a bitch made last month? Thirty thousand dollars doing this. Now he now again, he's been doing this for ten years plus, so yeah. he knows what he's right. doing. But this is his pastime. Yeah. Like he wakes up and this is what he does, not because he has to, because he is amazing at real estate. He does it because he actually loves it. Yeah. And like he'll invite us over and we'll sit there and we'll smoke cigars and we'll do it with him and, and, and you know, conversational piece and everything else. But this guy thoroughly enjoys it and that's literally all he would have to do if that's what he wanted to do. Well, yeah, it's funny too because the card thing, you know, it's like the early nineties baseball cards a big deal in the eighties too, really mm-hmm. big deal. And then, you know, throughout our childhood, no one really gave a damn about comics or no. or baseball cards or remember when Pokemon and all that come out? Yep. Dude, those cards are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars just now. like magic yep. and I remember I had that shit when I was a kid like if I still had the ones like I see these things going on eBay for like literally $200,000 I had that card I'm like if I would have had that and kept it literally 
It's insane. That's like some of the VHSs that were selling crazy on eBay, too, some of the Disney movies. Oh, dude, I can only imagine. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, Disney. Especially the ones that are taking off the market now, like yeah. the Dr. Seuss stuff. Yeah, right? and all that, that, and, I mean, and then they've recreated so much of those things, and they've acquired, like, Marvel and all those things. I mean, it's a powerhouse. Right. I mean, God, dude, it's insane how that's going. Well, tell me this, though. So you also, there's another thing. We didn't, we had, um minute conversation about it, but I, I didn't want to go in depth because I wanted to wait till we you know got on the show. Mm-hmm. But the um the story behind you giving your guests these red shoes and the red shoe yeah. thing on the hustle, man. What's tell me tell me I want the in depth story of why that's you know how that come to be. So I I grew up in a uh, I guess a poor environment. Now that's that's not a, a shot at my parents. My parents were hardworking people, and I'll, I'll never take that away from them. Um, they did everything they could to give me what they could and they're the reason I am the way I am today and I appreciate them for every bit of my being but with the circumstances of financially I could not have the name brand stuff that certain people had right so the school that I originally went to out in Keyfield you know the brands were uh, like you know FUBU and uh, and I'm dating myself now but uh, <laughs> FUBU and, 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 and N1 uh, and uh, you know Tommy Hilfiger yeah. and stuff like that Lugs. so yeah and, and, and you and you can you know you could get some of that stuff at Goodwill you could get some of that stuff in you know an outlet mall and on sale because the prices for it wasn't as big as they were now right um, and I, I didn't have I didn't have Nike we couldn't afford it so when I actually got scouted to go play for a soccer team at uh, Captain Shreve and we're talking about a huge culture shock of how I was my mannerisms uh, my even my speech and my dress compared to what people at Captain Shreve wore uh, I had no idea what Hollister or Old Navy or right. Abercrombie was yeah. like and we're talking about for those who listen and watch we're talking about North Louisiana too right now so yeah so uh, in Shreveport, so so I go to Captain Shreve, and, and the principal even told us, "It's like, yeah, the kids here mostly wear this." And I'm like, "What is this shit?" Like, I had no idea what they were talking about, right? <laughs> and uh, so I show up, uh, you know, freshman year. I'm in like K Swiss and some blue jean shorts, sagging, you know, with an oversized Tommy Hilfiger jersey. Like that's just who I was. Yeah. And uh, well, one day I had saved up enough money, and uh, I had bought some majority red. Uh, Michael Jordan dunks, and uh, they're red, white, and black, like the, the OG style kind. Right. They were just you know replicas from uh, being remade back in the eighties, and I was so proud of them. Like I thought it was the coolest shoe ever. Everybody in my neighborhood at the time thought they were cool because they wore the same stuff. Because I was going out of district, and um, to this day, this kid, and I'll never mention his name because obviously, especially now, his his life would be it'd be ruined for yeah. what he said. Yeah, but. On the second floor in front of uh, Professor uh, Mr. Ivy, he taught civics in front of his class. Um, he came up to me with my shoes on. He goes, if you're going to wear those shoes, you need to go hang out with the rest of a crowd. And he used a, a very racial slur. Yeah. And uh, and you would think, like, because majority of my friends were, you know, a, a black demographic. And uh, I would have got mad. But I, I didn't get mad. I got so motivated that it literally implanted what he said in my brain. Because I remember what he wore. I remember what I had on. I, like, the whole situation just kind of, like, paused. It was it was the weirdest thing to me. So I took that as, as motivation. I didn't get mad. And then from that day on, I literally did my own thing. And I made sure that I dressed different from everybody else because I didn't want to be that type of person. Right. So the red shoes just kind of stuck with me of like, you know, 
I'm going to wear these on any day that I'm having a shit day to where it's going to be my motivation because it's going to remind me of that story that I'm going to be better than him as a person because I'm not going to treat other people that way. And it, and it did. It stuck that way. And that's when my entrepreneur uh, personality came out and I started doing you know businesses. I started a business in college. I started businesses after college. And even even up to now, like I've, you know, I have multiple businesses that I was able to start and they've been successful. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, that's something that, man, and here in the South too, a lot of people, if you're not in this area, you may not know, but that's something we experienced firsthand. And of course, no, I'm not, a, you know, I'm a black, I'm not a black male, so I, I have no idea how you feel but I do I did see it being done to these yep. people oh, yeah. and you know how we we just it's like we saw it every day and it's not cool you know and the world we're living in now like it's just one of those things that man we're all different but we're all together like let's mm-hmm. just move past this bullshit like this bullshit close my mentality let's all work together yeah and, and that's our and that's our movement on um our, on our podcast, you know, our hashtag, we grow together. Yeah. It's not just a business related thing. It's, it's, you know, it's a race, it's a gender, uh, it's a culture, uh, you know, hashtag that, you know, regardless if you fight it or not, we grow together. So you might as well make it the best that you can and, and, yeah. and be successful together and, and, you know, uh, positive vibes. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's, I think it's something that, you know, it's just been, it's drug on for too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's time to, it's, it's time 2021, to man. Yeah, man. It's, we're way past, you know, the early 1900s or even before you know it's just one of those things where we gotta we gotta work together we gotta move forward we're all dealing with there's adversity all the time we just dealt with the pandemic you know what i mean yeah. like we all had to deal with that together you yeah. know and it, that did not discriminate oh yeah you know it's one of those things it's the same thing with anything else but um well let's talk about this real quick too so sin vodka <laughs> it's pretty good dude i told you um i i even i even gambled on a show with uh, Amy Hall, and uh, I asked her on the show without, like, you know, my show is not manufactured at all, just like yours. Right. You know, there's no script, there's yeah, no practice, up. it's yeah. just straight up. So I asked her on the show, and as I asked her, I said, so what do you think about this vodka? I'm like, man, I might lose a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was like, this is really good, and we, we almost killed a bottle. Well, man, I'm not a, um, I, I was a big vodka drinker for, you know, quite a few years, and then I got to where I, I really love tequila, but... Typically, I'm not going to drink vodka straight, but this, and look, they're not paying me anything. This is pretty good shit. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, they, uh, they're vet owned. Um, they're local. Um, so the guys that own it, you know, they live, one lives, I believe, in Dallas, Fort Worth area. Okay. The other one, um, is Trey Moore, lives over here in, in Treeport. And, uh, the guy in, um, Sorry, the guy in Dallas Fort Worth. His name's R.W. So I don't want to leave him out. Gotcha. Both yeah. really great people. Both really good vets. And uh, yeah, I mean, just it's just all in all good company, and they're they're growing rapidly. So well, I mean, it's, it's um that's another thing that's interesting. I mean, I love that companies are getting on board with um with podcasts now because mm-hmm. I think we're the new movement, you know. And we're the little guys. I mean, come on, let's right. face it. But it's one of those things. It's like you, it takes a lot to um. Well, we're in a society now to where everyone's fast paced. Right. Even the people that may not be doing as much as you know, the average go getter mm-hmm. still. Is multitasking because we're just the world is moving at a lot faster pace than it was 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. And um, no one's stopping to watch a commercial on TV. No one's stopping to um, listen to they have on-demand music. Yep. You know, so like, what's the best avenue for brands to get behind something if someone's listening to something, roll it in and don't make it a commercial. Just say, hey man, what's up? This is some good stuff. Oh yeah. You know, so I I, I do appreciate the brands that are getting on board early in the podcast movement because we're real early in this game. You know, I think 10 years from now. This is going to be huge. Yeah. You know, but I think we're real early, but the people that are getting on and doing things like Rain, 
with me that I mean I, I'm excited as hell about that. Yeah, we are. And um and the same thing with the Simbaca. I was like, man, I was looking. I was like, I don't even know what liquor I'd want to promote on here, mm-hmm. but hey, I mean that's some good stuff. Yeah. Well, and I I dove in with with Sin Vodka and because of my relationship with the guys because I knew if they had a brand I trusted them so I was going to trust their brand. Right. And uh, and obviously I was I was correct because they did they did really well. So that's I mean as you said it's it's good stuff and it's a good company and they they definitely back the name so yeah it's good yeah well what do you um we hadn't talked about a lot at the first show man it was so uh, it was so raw man it was so long ago I don't even remember exactly what we talked about but I I do know that I want to give some of the um, people listening and watching some background on you as far as they know about the podcast now but how you got into you know the entrepreneurial world and you were in oil and gas industry like I was for yep. a long time and um that's something that. man it's just an interesting industry you know there's a lot of people I've seen a lot of people go into it and do great and I've seen a lot of people go into it and fail miserably and lose everything they have and it's up and down and um, I look at the oil and gas industry as a uh, like a celebrity or a a, a, um, sports athlete industry because that money can be taken away from you the very next day exactly and uh, you know when the Haynesville shell was huge you know a lot of people unfortunately didn't understand money management and they're buying you know thirty thousand dollar razors and eighty thousand dollar jacked up trucks mm-hmm. and all this stuff and then after the Haynesville show you know it, it tanked they had all this stuff with all all this expenditures and stuff coming in and they had no money coming in to pay for it and you know a lot of them went bankrupt a lot of them had stuff repossessed it was just it was just not a good situation so and unfortunately you know they just didn't they just didn't know. They didn't know any better. They thought that money was always going to be there, and that's that's never the case. Well, no, it's it's, a, it's an interesting industry. It's like that. I mean, not not only in that one area, but everywhere. I mean, it's supply and demand. Yeah. You know, and, and it and it's not controlled by us. Yeah. So it's like if you're going to get on board on board and take advantage of that, you know, great pay and never be off. You know, I I remember working 30, 40 hour jobs straight all mm-hmm. the time. You know, but I was also making money, so I wasn't complaining yeah. about it. But you got to be ready for that uh, day whenever everyone gets laid off. Yep, because it's coming. It's gonna, yeah, it's, it's a matter inevitable. of time. It's inevitable. It's just like the here's a, here's a great reference. It's like we have automated cars; they're coming out now. Yeah. Don't you think eighteen wheeler drivers are not going to have a job in ten years? Yeah, it's and possible. then they're going to cry about it in ten years. Do something. You know it's coming. Yeah. Like you know what you're signing up for. And if you don't, all you have to do is look around you. It's not like someone tricked you into it. Like, hey, I'm tricking you into getting this industry. You're going to do really well, but they don't tell you about the bad times. Like, I just look around, man. Look at look at history. Yeah. Look at every ten years, it's a boom, and there's a you know a slump. And as a business owner, you have to prep for the worst. You yeah. have to, and you have to be creative with each aspect of your business. What could happen, and what can replace me or replace my business? And a, a good example of that is, I saw an ad, an investment ad. Um, there is a company that built a basically assembly line. For fast food restaurants that will cook the burger, cook the fries, flip it, package it, add condiments, everything by itself. Yeah. Like no workers. You go up to a kiosk, you do the kiosk, the the robot, you know, does all the burgers and stuff. And then, and we're talking about a, uh, you know, one system was like, I think, don't quote me on this, but I want to say it was around 10 grand. What? Your ROI of that is is less than a year. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is like you, that's it's far fetched to think about, but you have to think about what. But what are all these? Here. It's yeah, it's been here. Think about all the uh, the um, automated systems that are packaging things, manufacturing meat, doing cutting things, yeah. separating, and all that. Like 
the technology's there. Someone just finally put it into play to be efficient. Yeah. And it's one of those things is like it technology does not discriminate. No. It doesn't care. Like it just we're moving forward. We're a race that always is moving forward. As a human race, we're always building things. We're always trying to get better, cooler things, faster cars or mm-hmm. you know, more efficient energy or whatever it may be. You got to get on board. <laughs> you can sit around and cry about it if you want to, but it doesn't care. It's going to keep moving past you, so you might as well get on board a little bit, you know, and figure out a way. Right. And as an employee, you have to make yourself valuable and understand two of the important things to a CEO that they're going to be looking at every day to try to increase, and that may be replacing you, and that's time and the bottom line. Yep. And if they can increase that bottom line and save time, they're going to do it. I mean, it's just once you get to that size of a business, it, it just is what it is. Oh, you have to. Yeah, I mean, you, if you, yeah, you, you literally have to, and yeah. then everyone wants to criticize that person. But you've grown it that big, and the, then you're not a a one person owning a company. You know, less than fifty people. You're in a corporation now that has a board. That yeah. you know, everything has to be strategic, and it's just. I'm glad I'm out of that industry, bro. I'm glad. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, look, for everyone that is still in that, you know, I feel for you. But if you're not happy. Figure out a way out because yeah. it's just one of those things, man. If you, when you do not control what's going on in your life financially, it's just it's frustrating. It is. It's, it's hard because uh, that's where your stress comes in because um, you know you're not the sole reason of your paycheck. Exactly. So you don't control it. Well, I tell a lot of people too all the time. I'm like, don't stress about things you can't control. But that's one. Of, that's a, a a great example is you can you can't control any no. of that. But you're going to stress over that because that's exactly. that's your livelihood. Exactly. So like you know, I don't know, man. I'm always in the. I'm always about the movement of trying to get out and do your own thing, man. Anyone can be, you know, anyone can be their own, their own force of nature, and you know, entrepreneur. I hate that word. It's a good word, but I hate that it's been used up so much in the past five years. Yeah. You know where people just throw it out there like. It's in their bio. Right. It looks exactly cool. CEO yeah. and entrepreneur. Like I, I don't. I don't. I don't like that word. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be one really be one yeah. you know what I mean you know how you know if somebody is lying about you know like if they're serious about being an entrepreneur yeah no if, tell me if, if you ask them you know how it being an entrepreneur and they say it's the greatest thing in the world yeah then they're lying yeah I mean <laughs> look man you have your ups and downs of course man anything anything in life and it, you know it facilitates the business and anything across the board like you're gonna you're gonna have trials and tribulations. Oh yeah, but that makes you better. Exactly. If you don't have those, then you literally cannot get better. You but can't, you don't learn. You don't exactly. You don't know how to. Okay, I'm, I'm doing business operation this way, and I hire X amount of employees, and say you just throw them in the fire. Yeah. Not proper training, no proper time. You know, not teaching time management, not teaching you know whatever set skills you need, whatever. Like yeah. it's gonna fail. Yeah. But you have to know. You have to have a plan laid out. You have to figure out, but you have to figure out how to operate. But at the, in the meantime, you don't know until you fail. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to have to do things and figure out this doesn't work before you can make this work better, more efficient, whatever it may be. Well, yeah, 100%. And the other thing is, too, like you can't have a complacent business anymore. No. No, there's no, no, you there's can't. no way. You, you, uh, yeah, yeah, you'll get what's swallowed. That, what's, what's that old saying? Um, uh, we've always done it this way. Yeah, you can't. You will lose. <laughs> well, that used to be like a cliche meme. People still or say like that. Like a sign. Remember, it was a sign before it was a meme. Yeah. Um, they do say it, but they're slowly phasing out. But ten years ago, everyone said it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they should have quit then. You know, it's just like you. You can't. 
The other, the other thing too, the other saying too that'll get you in trouble that I still hear, and it's really popular in oil and gas. Oh man, I'm ready for this one. It is what it is. Oh uh, yep. <laughs> that doesn't work anymore. No, it yeah. doesn't work anymore. Yeah, it's not is what it is. Another one is, um, yeah, that'll work for now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So as well, a other business owner, you cannot be complacent. You no. always have to be growing and and being innovative for no. sure. Yeah, I agree. I think another thing, and um, man, I didn't mean to go on a business tangent, but whatever. We will for a minute. Um, I think another thing is like. Worrying about competition, like mm-hmm. everyone's different, man. Like yeah. I tell people this in the you know in the marketing industry, I'm like, look, say here's a plumber. Oh, are you working for this plumber? You can't work for me. I'm like, dude, you're yeah. two totally different businesses. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm pushing your culture. I'm not pushing your worth ethic. You know that's up to you to figure out. Yeah. You know what I mean, but I mean it's just like you can't work on someone else's house. <laughs> yeah. You only work on one person. It's the same thing. But people like in in business, they. They set those things up, and it's just an old school mentality, man. Yeah, it it's, I think it's because um, as you grow, there's just more and more of the same type of industries, right? You know, but you know, hundred years ago, they were limited, so people see someone who comes in as a threat mm-hmm. because they may have worked their whole entire life to build a business that's successful, and then someone comes in and they immediately see them as competition, but. And it's, uh, I use this example for a lot, too. Uh, real estate's a prime example. Oh, yeah. These real estate agents are cutthroat talking shit about each other 24-7, but if they realize they stop and work together, they could actually flourish. Right. You know, like there's enough to go around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially now because <laughs> the market's hot. Yeah. So. Well, not only that, but, man, and let's, you know, take a turn and go back to, like, the, the real world stuff because, I mean, what you're doing – and what we do here and just having conversation, I feel like is what we need to continue to do to resolve issues, man. I think that, you know, I think that we have, um, as a society, have gotten so separated. We're close. We're, we have access. Everyone has access to each other. Yeah. But yet we're so far apart, you know? I, I think um, I think the biggest thing is just being so – assumptions is the worst thing ever. Yeah. I, I, I hate assumptions. Yeah. Um, there's I, so I have a an amazing uh, lady that does all my PR for my podcast, and uh, I'm gonna call her out on this. And uh, her name is DK, and she she will assume with me. Yeah, it pisses me off because <laughs> like, and, and, and she's she's good at it. Like she you know she's trying to be ahead of the game and stuff, and she jokes with me about assumptions and stuff. But yeah, it just pisses me off because assumptions. And this is a cliche term too, but you know the first three letters of assumption is ass, and don't make ass out of yourself. Yeah. And uh, you know a lot of people just assume the worst of the worst on on people, and they judge them just by something that they may have said or 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 an action. And instead of taking that time to communicate with them and clarify what's really going through your mind, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and categorize you as this bad person, and then you know we're gonna have this hate towards each other, which is the worst thing that you could possibly do. Right. Well, that's just like I completely agree, and it's, that's why this doing what we're doing right here is so important, because you're taking time to sit down and actually have a conversation. Yeah. Okay. You're not taking a one minute soundbite and then turn it into a story. Oh yeah. No. If you were to take one minute out of any of my podcasts, you could create something negative out of it. Oh yeah, that's media. <laughs> yeah. It, but like so the this we're we're in the battle with them now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just I understand I understand marketing, I understand media, I understand how it works. It's attention. Mm-hmm. People love negative. Negative breeds more attention, more shares, more likes, more yep. people commenting, more talking yeah. shit. 
more, oh, my God, did you see this? Oh, my God, did you hear oh, that? Yeah. Can you believe what so-and-so did? And, um, man, I'm just I'm, – I'm for the other side. We're like, let's just put the po- push the positive. Yeah. You know, and the, those things don't get as much attention, unfortunately. Well, and, and I've joined I've joined Clubhouse, and if you're not on Clubhouse, I, I highly recommend yeah, it. Clubhouse. That is an amazing app. Yeah. And uh, just a, a quick thing is Clubhouse is, is mostly a business-associated app. Uh, you have to be invited to get on it. You can't just get on it. So, um, and then it's strictly, you know, chat rooms and business and it's live voice. And, uh, it's, it's really good for networking. But, um, so I was on, I was on clubhouse and we were talking about, uh, you know, poor journalism and, and media. And the point that I brought up that really grabbed a lot of people's attention is people forget that a lot of media companies, you have to, you forget their business. Yeah. So the way they make money is ratings. Yeah. If they told a good story every time, they're not going to have good ratings. So they right. have to spice it up, and and people tend to forget that, and yeah. then they go off completely what they what they say and think, oh, that's the truth, that's it. Just like they do on Facebook. Yeah, you have a friend that posts something or reshares something without fully reading it, and then you're like, oh, that's just like that's um, not so bad anymore. But you used to see a lot of people like hoax on people that died. Yeah, people yeah. would share it and be like, yeah. oh my god, so and so died, rest it, in it, peace. It, it, and it's it like get, it would get. Hundreds of thousands of views yeah. because someone fact checked it and realized no, it was a lie. You know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like nobody would fact check it; they just automatically shared it and didn't do the research because yeah. either they had faith in the person that shared it, or I mean, they were just lazy. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, isn't it funny too that we we are now programmed because of that? We are programmed to fact check things. Yeah. I think we are a little more than we were, you know, well, five years ago. Well, yeah, because I got friends that Google shit on me now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say something and they'll pull out their phone and be like, are you really Googling me? They're like, yeah. And I said, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like you you can't believe it, So, but we do have an outlet, and it's just like Google. Google and these other big outlets. Like, you, do, what app do you use to search with? Who, me? Yeah. I, use, I use Google. Okay, well, I yeah. use DuckDuckGo. Okay. So basically... Only because it's not a biased search engine, and you should check it out. And anyone who doesn't want to, whatever, you know, it's no big deal. It's not anything political or anything like that. It's a preference. But you'll look up stories that you'll try to find. And if it's connected to something that may have had some negative clout or some, you know, back and forth about, you mm-hmm. won't find that there at the top of the story search. You may have to dive two or three pages deep in Google. Mm-hmm. But if you look at DuckDuckGo, typically it'll come up quicker because it's not controlled by people that have agendas you no, know? no yeah. so I, it's a very interesting um and, and that's what i like about uh, clubhouse too clubhouse is there's it's pure accountability man it is yeah. it's pure accountability yeah because yeah, you can't you have, hide behind a fake fucking profile or hell nothing. no and you got you know 20 30 people in a room yeah and i promise you they're they're writing down what you're saying and they're taking it and they're like and, and that's where your credit that's where credibility comes in that's one of the main things that you, you know you actually own is your credibility and uh on clubhouse you can you can really piss that away if you say some stuff that's not true, right? So it's yeah, it's important. Kind of, but not only that, there's a voice to it. Yeah, just like what we're doing here, there's a voice to it. They know where it's coming from. Oh yeah, there's no mask. You know, no accounts with a bullshit profile image. You it's know, like a huge with, conference a lot of call. Bullshit on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a huge conference call with multiple people around you know around the country, and you're collaborating and you're discussing and you know you're building a name for yourself and you're networking. But all in all, like if you use it for the right reasons, it's a great app. Yeah. So, well, tell me this: what do you, what do you, what's your plans with your podcast, bro? Uh, first off, I just want to say congratulations and cheers. I appreciate the uh, good vodka. And um, I didn't think you or I would be sitting here talking about these things, you know, no. a year and a half later from me starting one that you say you were going to start one, and then and uh, how much all of this has grown, man. And um, 
I never thought people would give a shit what I said. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it's not even that. It's not even about me. It's like it's just it's about having guests like you and, and people that, you know, have something to, important to talk about and also like your guests, you know. So man, what's the plan? Man, we we're we're growing and we've we've grown substantially. We've actually only done three episodes. Our fourth episode is this uh, is this Friday. Um, the the outreach that we have gained so far, and I have an amazing team. I have an amazing team. I have a, a you know good friend first, photographer second, but uh, cue the photographer that just does amazing work, takes all our pictures and stuff. And then like I've already brought up DK with her PR and her networking. Um, I'm, I'm truly blessed to have those people in my life uh, that have really um, entertained the idea of what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but actually, you know, and also believe in it and, um, and, and outreach their friends and everything to, to just grow the following. Um, the, the plan was, or the plan is now, um, not only from a podcast standpoint, but the hustle is going to be a full uh, like software suite brand as well. Um, to help businesses grow with, you know, other services um, such as CRMs and, and such like that. Um, but again, you know, with the outreach and everything, uh, on the third episode, we're listed in 13 countries. Yeah. Um, so it's just been, it's been a true blessing. And I can tell you, and I know you can relate to this, but when you get those DMs or you get those comments on a photo that, that say, um, thank you for what you've done, yeah. I've, you know, my business is thriving because I've listened to you or like, hey, I've gained hope, you know, whatever they, they've said on those, you know, that's that's pure motivation there to just keep it up. Like, it, I can't even explain it, the it feelings really you get. No, man. I, I completely agree. It really is because I d- wouldn't still be doing this had I not got that affirmation. Um, yeah. People walking up to me like, hey, man, I love it. I'm like, dude, I'm okay. I think yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. But maybe I need it. I probably would have kept doing it, but I wouldn't have got as fired up about it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't have made me go like oh shit I gotta I gotta make sure I find you know I gotta find this guest I'm looking for and this and then, you know start looking into these things really heavy and I gotta figure out uh, better about my production and, and my delivery and my outlets and how I'm gonna market this stuff I wouldn't have cared as much and I wouldn't have a fire would have lit under my ass had someone not come to me and gave me that affirmation yeah, yeah. and I, and I've been blessed to have a, an amazing support group um, you know with the podcast because it is a niche um, you know like it's not like um, a wide range of audience. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's business owners or people that want to be business owners or people that just need motivation. Um, so, you know, my, yeah, that's still a big ass audience. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the Joe Rogan aspect where no, like, right. anybody will listen to it because right. Elon Musk is on, you yeah. know? So, yeah. but, uh, but, but um, there, then again, the thing with Joe Rogan, he did it for 15 years. Yeah. You know, it took 15 years to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, so, it turned into, I think it was, if you listen to his stories, he'll talk about that. He's like, I started and it was just a reason for my friends, me to get high together and talk shit. Yeah. And then people started taking me seriously. And so it motivated me to get more people on, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. And this was, and again, this was, you know, this didn't happen overnight. Like, yeah, I've only had three episodes, four episodes and, and gained the outreach and the downloads that we have. But, you know, this was, this was two years of planning. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then COVID hit and then I, I took advantage of COVID and that was really because I had to work from home. We didn't have a lot of work going on because, you know, oil and gas was kind of shut down because people weren't having meetings and being in sales. You know, there's a lot of Zoom stuff. So my extra time was really planned on building businesses, working on this podcast and doing stuff outside of what I was doing. 
just in case this was going to happen, which, you know, which has. So I, I took full advantage of that when I, you know, and I, I'm, I'm glad I did. And again, with my support group, you know, friends like you, uh, you know, my wife um, and everybody back in, you know, DFW that I've met, you know, it's, it's just been a true blessing to grow it, how fast it's grown. Yeah, man, it's um I'm I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for what all we're gonna be able to do. I hope oh, I can yeah. I hope I can, you know, give you any kind of motivation or any kind of you know, advice and all the bullshit I've been through yeah. over here. <laughs> or any kind of you know, anything, any feedback and, and I hope that you can give me some too, man. I think oh, we can work sure. work with each other and, and grow these things and you know, you're doing something a little different than I am, so I think we can work back and forth and help each other. Yeah, for sure. And it's and it's crazy because um so my second guest uh, the, the international woodworker that did work for um, you know Hilton and, and uh, Ritz Carlton and stuff, um, he believed in me so much, and this is you know part of that motivation part. He's moving into a bigger showroom, yeah. and uh, and he don't care if I say his name, but his name's Doc Wright. You can check him out on his Instagram, The Wright's Edge, and um, he's building me a studio in his showroom. Hell yeah, dude! And uh, because he believes in what I'm doing and, and the outreach and, and the help that I'm doing, and uh, you know, again, I, I can't I can't show appreciation enough to the people that have that backed me and done everything. So yeah, dude, and it's it's very interesting because on the advert side of that is, dude, there's a lot of hate too, man. Oh, God. there's a lot of hate, bro. The messages uh, I dude, get are bad. There's a lot of hate, man. It's like um, I completely I, I agree with you, and I and I. I literally have the same mentality about what you're doing, what I'm doing. I, I it's fluent. I know yeah. what's up. I, I completely agree. But man, there's some people out there, and a lot of people. Being that we're on a we're we're on a platform now, like we're talking as pure accountability. If I'm yeah. sitting here saying something, you're saying something. You got to back that shit up. Yeah. Most people will talk shit, but you'll hear it third party. You know oh, what I'm saying? Or but behind a fake profile. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Like, my thing is. We'll never be able to get rid of that stuff, but dude, that only makes me want to prove you fucking wrong. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, and <laughs> please I, talk shit. Yeah, and I, and I tell people that all the time. I, that you know, if people run their mouth and they talk shit about you or your business or whatever you're doing, man, that's that's free motivation. Yeah, it's it free. really is, yeah, dude. It's fuel for I didn't have to pay for that. Yeah, it's fuel for your fire, and and I've gotten you know my Instagram has grown substantially over the past three months in doing this. And uh, man, the, the DMs that I get, I just I read them, and you're not supposed to really read them. Man, you, yeah, I mean, yeah, I but I do it anyway, and I look at it from a positive aspect. I'm like, well, if I have some people that are hating on me, then I'm I'm doing something right. Yeah, I had one. So, uh, I had one earlier today that was a comment for um I had astronaut Abby on. She's um she's dude, she's amazing. I don't know if you saw that episode. But she's brilliant. She's um and works. Dude, she's a scientist at Harvard. She's got you know. Abundance of degrees. She's training to be an yeah, astronaut. No, I, I yeah. saw that episode. Yeah, so someone got on there and said something about this is pure Satanism or something talking about. I'm like, dude, dude, it's hilarious to me. I love it. Like, why even say anything, man? Yeah. Just shut up and move on. But, like, yeah. people have to – people feel bad. They need to feel relevant. And I guess since they can't – they don't know how to yeah. give any positive feedback or just move along, they – Throw the negative out there, man, just to get some, you know, well, some well, kind of attention. Social media can be, you know, two of two of one thing, you know, two of, of something, and that's, um, you know, it could be the best thing, yeah, or it could be the worst thing. It depends on the maturity of how you use it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, but so it's funny because social media is just our outlet we're using right now. Yeah, haven't we always been dealing about like dealing with these things? Like, look at high school. High school is a prime example. 
and it's so weird because a lot of people live vicariously through them their high school selves. Yeah. But like now, I'm just bringing it up as like there's a mix of a lot of people. Usually, multiple schools come together to create a high school, and mm-hmm. these people who have never been around each other are now around each other, and it's a melting pot. And a lot of times, there's different ideologies. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of bullying. Oh yeah. And we deal with it now on social media. Yeah. But it's just the internet connecting us all. You know, it's a good thing, just like you said. But it's also it's a bad thing. But you have to realize that those people don't know you. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't give a shit. Like, let me rephrase that. I don't give a shit about people who don't know me in the aspect of that they're trying to be negative. But if you're on the same mission as I am, trying to get good information out there, valuable, positive, whatever it may be, yeah. just good, valuable information. Like then, cool. Yeah, we're then, a team. Then it matters. Yep. So it's man, it's just interesting how that unfolds. Look, I got something else. So we are drinking vodka. Is there a rule? About drinking vodka before whiskey? No, it's just it's just beer and it's liquor. Beer, beer and liquor. Yeah. Right? Okay. Well, look. So you 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 do like your vodka, but I also know you like your whiskey. I got some Buffalo Trace. You had any? Nope. But we're about to. This is the one of the oldest whiskeys. It was here before the United States was even oh, wow. formed, basically. So like it's pretty old. It's, after we finish, you already. I'm man, done. You're ahead of me, bro. I'm, look, I'm you're, way look, ahead of you. You're trained. You've hey, had man. a few episodes of drinking this every episode. <laughs> I'm way behind you. Hey, man, bottle episode. <laughs> Whew. I can tell you right now, um, me and me and Doc, because Doc worked in the oil and gas industry too, and he started, you know, his wood business. And uh, oh, did he? Not, y- man, yeah, dude, I gotta. Yeah, dude. I, all right, so I apologize. I've not listened to that episode yet, but I you, have to. You have to listen to that episode. I love. I love having these conversations with people so, who've been in that field. So, uh, because of my situation, I can say this now: um, Doc was working for Pioneer, mm-hmm. and uh, some some stuff happened, and he didn't G- like it. Gas or a drilling company? Gas. Okay, gotcha. And uh, well, he, in geology. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so he he didn't like you know what was told to him because you know he had some ideas and stuff and and some great ideas, and uh, he was pretty much shut down. So he was like, you know what, I'm gonna do my own thing, and uh, and he had a passion for what he did, and he was really good at it, and uh, it it obviously it, you know took some work, but it, it, it took off, and uh, he left a very high position over there, and now he has his own business, and he's a great guy, great friend, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm proud of him, dude. I love that because I feel like that industry and a lot of other corporate wor- worlds are tainted with um, a lot of people. You have multiple layers of command, yeah. and what happens is no one wants to take the blame for anything, yeah. or take you know any accountability or any action because they're just trying to put it off on yeah. someone else. And what happens then it just it just kind of all floods down to the the end user basically, yeah. and they catch all the shit. Well, and the other thing too, and this is not, and I'll echo this: this is not just about oil and gas. This no, is this is corporate world. Corporate, period. Yeah. You don't know when you have multiple levels of management. You don't know who is benefiting from using a certain person or a certain third party right. or anything like that. So when you come up with an idea that may take away from that yeah. and you get shut down, that's when that motivation just gets killed. Well, and that's the thing is there's no way to battle that. Like, how do you battle that? Because you, can't. you don't, you can't. Like, you can't. and so because you don't even you, know you it exists. It, maybe you want to do something more efficient, but then it fucks up somebody's, uh, you know, money under the table. Yep. You, you know, it's just it's something and it happens that, all the time. Well, it has happened. It's happened for hundreds of years, man. Yeah. I mean, look at the mafia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, literally. I mean, if you have those things going on in motion, and you know, someone's always benefiting from something, then 
if all parties at the top level are benefiting, they're not going to let anyone at the bottom make any adjustments. No, not at all. Not and, at all. and that's something that, you know, it, you have to be in a corporate structure to understand these things. And if you haven't seen it yet, then God bless you. <laughs> yeah. But if you, you, I feel like you're still going to one day. It's kind of like the motorcycle rider. They say there's two type of people that ride motorcycles. One that's wrecked and one that's going to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just one of those yeah. things, It's man. a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things with that structure. Like, there's just not... There's not enough accountability, and there's not enough people sitting down and trying to really what's best for everyone. That's why I always say employees first, client mm-hmm. second, me last. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think if you leave with that mentality, dude, you're you're moving forward somewhere. I think so, too. Yep. I think it's something that we, you know, we, we've had to – we're learning. We're young, man. You know, yeah, if you think about yeah. it, we're young, but we're learning. I'll be 35 on the 18th. You're older than me. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for that, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Oh man! So so random random deal, and and yes, this is a, a little bit of advertisement for myself, but I have a coffee company that's actually coming out with an espresso for me. No called, shit. Called the Hustle. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That's so, what's up. Yeah. So I, you know, we were talking, and I was, I'm a smartass, and um, it, the company is flipping coffee, and uh, it's fed owned coffee company out of Richardson, Texas, and uh, we were we became friends uh, through through Doc actually. And uh, he's like, man, I need to come up with an espresso. And I just, like, threw it out there. I said, you should come up with an espresso called The Hustle. Yeah. And he was like, actually, I like that. So that's how it, it, how it kind of took part, man. I, I have no, like, that's another thing, man. People always, someone's going to say some shit about that. They're going to be like, oh, yeah. oh of course yeah. he's got something else. What are, you know, like, dude, look, I love it. Yeah. I love it, man, because everyone's in it. To, you're all in it together. Yeah. Well, What's the opportunity's there for anybody. Right. Yeah. It's just if you take it or not. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it's just, I, I feel like we're constantly fighting that battle. All I know is I want to be the brave heart at the front saying, hey, let's, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, let's it, work together. Yeah. And, and the key to this, and, and this is where you know, like you say, you work together or like my hashtag, we grow together. This is how you know that you're supposed to be doing that kind of stuff. Networking is number one for any business. It is. So, like, networking is building relationships, it's friendships, it's all that. So, like, you know, if you have hate in your heart and, and you're just negative all the time, man, you're going to fail. It's yeah. just it's just inevitable. And, look, man, I have sympathy for those type of people. I don't have sympathy for people who have means and just refuse to accept input. Yeah. But I do have sympathy for people who don't know any better because of how they were molded yeah whether it be something they went through say it's something they went through in war you know or something they went through as a a child or something they went through in a marriage yeah you know something they went through in a past business i have sympathy for those people because they don't know any better because that's all they've dealt been those are the only cards they have been dealt so until you have someone that's going to sit down and deal them a new deck of cards and say look this opportunity is over here on the other side you just have to be bold enough to make that move. Yeah, and, and that's where and that's where you know judgment comes into place to where you just you just don't need to do it because you don't know what anybody's been through. No, you have no you idea. Don't. You really don't, man. And you know, I got criticized one time, and this is a little side story, but I got criticized one time because I gave uh, I, I give homeless people money. It's just something I do. Okay, I give them a dollar at least, and somebody criticized me. He's like, "Why'd you give him a dollar? He's just going to buy beer. Well, you should have bought him food." And my ideology of that is if that dollar buys him a beer and makes his day happy, then I'm happy because it only took me a dollar to change somebody else's life for a day. And I don't know what their situation is or what they're going through on a day. 
I'm here to tell you, if I was homeless and I was panhandling, I'd probably get drunk every day too, just to pass the time, you know, like, so (laughs) that's, I mean, that's just my thought process on that, but there's no judgment there because I don't know, I haven't walked in his shoes. I don't know what he's been through. I don't know what he's done. And I take that same, that same thought process. And I, I spread that across anybody and everybody that I meet that do stuff different that I would do. I don't judge them for it because I think, okay, there's a reason they do that. Mm-hmm. And I try to understand it. And that's, you know, and that's how I build that relationship. Well, I mean, it is very interesting you said that, and it's a good point because a lot of people say, you see that person, they're just sitting there making, they probably make more money than I do a year. Yeah, they may, but I mean, look, it's it's your prerogative, which, how you want to support someone and help someone. Exactly. You know what I mean? Whether it be giving them advice, giving them money, give them, uh, you know, some place to stay, yeah. a job recommendation, however you want to help someone. Everyone needs some help at some point in their life. Yep. I don't care if it's just they need some words, they oh, need yeah. to have some conversation, they need some money, you know, whatever it may be. I just think that if, at the end of the day, it boils down to most people, if they're going to criticize, hate, talk shit, or anything, it's because there's a deeper in line issue. Oh, yeah. And it, But that's talked about a lot, right? Everyone says that, and they, they know that. It's just like diet and exercise. It's a great point because we didn't even talk about that yet. Yeah. Um, you're in shape. You've done competitions. I've been training for years. We we, we both have this in common. We did hell, dude. We were doing grass workouts during the pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> yep. It looked like a prison yard in my front yard. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, we made it work. But like, it's it's something to be said about that because those things are there's there's no blueprint. But like, just like if you say people have the tools and they know, like, yep. eat right, exercise. That is the solution. Yeah. But then they still choose to do the advert. Oh yeah, because it's easy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well. But just so is eating right and exercising if you make it part of your day. Right. You know, it's very easy to eat ding-dongs and sit, sit around and flip the TV because you are comfortable doing that. If you're comfortable exercising and eating right, you'll do it too. It's not hard. It yeah. just takes effort. You know what I mean? FYI, I send vodka and whiskey is in my macros, so nobody judge me. Yeah, man, I don't even know what the macros <laughs> are on the Buffalo Trace. But um, I had this bottle and I was like... Well, we likes. I know he likes bourbon too. Oh yeah. I had a feeling you may bring some vodka. I said, "Shit, I got to drink vodka and I'm gonna drink whiskey today too." I, I'm a tequila. Look, I'm a tequila man, and he's got me drinking everything. Oh. oh. Yeah, it's man. It's 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 interesting if people would just open their mind and uh, be less judgmental. I think I think things would be a lot smoother. Yeah. A lot smoother. I think we're I think we're past the days of. Um, so and so's talking shit, so I'm gonna whoop their ass. You know, yeah, I think well, we're now it's so and so's talking shit, and you might get shot. Right. Well, that too. Either <laughs> thing. You know, I'm retaliation. Like yeah. it, the thing is, is like, man, there's always gonna be someone who's unhappy, and you just gotta deal with it. Yeah. You know, like if I can be a positive form of any kind of energy for somebody, I hope. But you know, but if you're, you're gonna be negative. That's fine. I'm not even gonna entertain or get mad anymore. Yeah, I'm just no. Push you aside and keep moving forward. Yeah, man. and that's what you have to do. You have to. If, you know, if somebody's setting their ways to, to, to be negative and, and talk bad about people um, around you and stuff, you, you really have to, you just have to get away from them and push them to the side because they're not going to do you any favors. Yeah. Because chances are they're probably talking about you when they're not around you. Of course. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's an, someone said this a long time ago and I laughed, but I guess it's, I don't know if it comes with age or experience, <laughs> but they're like, <coughs> excuse me, they're like, I feel sorry for that person who is takes that time out of their day to literally exert their energy on someone else yeah. negatively. Yeah. I feel that way now. Like I can, you know, I can agree with those people's like thought process 
whenever I heard that years ago, mm-hmm. I don't remember when it was, but I agree now. Like, if you take the time out to literally put your energy and say, hey, fuck that person, fuck that, they're not doing anything, whatever, like, I, I can't stand them, blah, 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 so-and-so, so-and-so thinks she looks good with that new hair, whatever it may be, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel bad for you now, man, because you, apparently you don't have anything good enough, like, anything else good enough to worry about that you're literally going to take your time to do that. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree, and the enjoyment I get out of, out of success is I'm at a point now where I'm successful enough to where I don't have to stress about my well-being. I can help others. What's your definition of success now that you've been through the ringer and all the industries and doing what you're doing now? My de- definition of success is I'm at a point where um, I can do what I want when I want, but help others succeed as well without asking for anything in return. Yeah. So yeah. And it's it's a, it's a selfless expression. 100%. And I've learned that, dude. I've learned that in the past five years of my life. Yeah. Literally. Before that, I was a complete asshole. If anyone's listening or watching, you knew me 10 years ago, you're like, that dude's a douchebag, whatever. <laughs> you're probably right. I probably was. I don't know what happened. A flip, uh, a switch flipped, and um, we're here now. I'm trying to do good things. I can I can proudly say that uh, there are 12 people that I've consulted for business-wise and helped their business thrive, one of them being a um, million-dollar business a year, and I haven't taken a single penny. That's great, and and that's that's what's exciting me when when they called me. It's like, hey, I, I had this huge deal. I made you know fifty thousand dollars on the sale, or I made five hundred dollars. So it doesn't matter yeah. on the money value. It's just that they were excited because they were able to do business, and they have a business that now supports their family, and they're excited about it, and they're doing what they love. Isn't it funny though? I, you, you saying that brought up something else. I I mean, I love I love that, but the people that try to. They do a little bit of good, and they try to go sell their advice to someone, and they haven't been through it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're literally trying to make money off of their own, you know, what their own work, but at the same time, like they haven't done it yet. So, like, they haven't been through the ringer, but they want to be a coach. You know, a good example of that? Yes, please tell These me. These damn stock traders on Instagram oh, dude, that message man, I, you. I can't. Yeah, I can't. No, I get I get so many comments on that shit. Hey, come trade forex with so and so, and I'm like. Bro, <laughs> look, the one thing that gets me every day, I try not to be gotten, <laughs> is LinkedIn requests. Oh, God. A, there's a ghost in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Link, the mic just moved by itself. I forgot excited. Hell yeah. So, the LinkedIn requests that have a message attached to them trying to sell me something. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely yeah. cannot stand it, and it literally ruins my day for one minute. I get, I get a lot of entrepreneurial requests like, hey, be an entrepreneur and own a franchise. I'm like, oh, wait, you start, hey, wait, you start getting these podcast requests. Have you got them yet? <laughs> oh, dude, you, oh, man. Let me, let me, um, oh, the, the best ones are like, let me pick your guests for you. Let me teach you how oh, to grow man. your, let me teach you how to monetize your podcast. I'm yeah. like, look, man, I admire your hustle, but I don't, at the same time, I don't respect you because you didn't even try to build a relationship with me before you tried to call to action me. So I got one worse for you. Okay. This one's good. I had, I've had two people reach out to me. Two people reached out to me on LinkedIn saying, Hey, I help CEOs get the body they want. What the f- yeah, he's like you have you have a busy I mean, you have a busy lifestyle. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, he's like you have a busy lifestyle. Let me help you with a diet plan and a workout plan. And you know what I do? I send them pictures of my last competition. Yeah, I dude, I had one. I had a um, a really big guest. Most of my larger known like broadcasted guests are probably Zoom, especially during the past few months. Yeah. And um, they messaged me and they were like. Um, I enjoyed your episode, and it was like co- copy and paste. Yeah. Insert name, 
and then go on and go, you know, so on and so forth and say whatever. And I was like, man, I really don't want to respond to this, but I'm going to. So I said, okay. I said, please, I said, just for your feedback, I appreciate you and thank you. I said, can you tell me exactly what points motivated you with this uh, with this specific podcast and what we talked about? Right. Ghosts. Yeah. Cricket. No, nothing. Crickets, bro. Nothing. <laughs> like, I get it, but look, man, take the time. If you're going to copy and paste, like, just don't copy and paste it, man. That's just, uh, that's just it. poor that's poor sales etiquette. Well, but not even that. Like, that's how sales used to be. The old ad man world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mad men. But at the, at the end of the day, it's like we appreciate interaction. We appreciate doing business with people we like, know, and trust. And you, and to, in order to have that relationship, you have to develop one. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have to spend the time to figure out who are you talking to. Don't tell me you like my show if you don't even know what it's about. Oh, yeah, Just yeah. like the, I'm sure you're getting these. If you're not, you're going to. Oh, yeah. The request that says, Hey man, I'd love to be on your show. Can you have me on your show sometime? I get them and already. It, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, they have never even listened to it. They just want to. They want to gain something from yep. it. Yep. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Well, I had and I had one guy ask me to be on my show, and you know, my guests are going to be either CEOs or entrepreneurs. Right. Period. Okay. Because they're the ones that have the experience that can teach others. Right. And uh, and, and I'm not taking a shot at this guy, but this guy was just a salesman. Yeah, and, and, and I'm I, and I was just a salesman. So like, there again, I'm not taking. You shot understand anybody. the hustle. Yeah, I understand the hustle. But my podcast is not for that. It's not to teach just sales. Right. And I'm like, I was like, man, dude, have you even listened to my podcast? Did you even listen? Did you even read the bio exactly on iTunes and, and Spotify no. of what this no. podcast is about? They don't. They see this person has some attention. Let me see if I can leverage the relationship exactly. with that person. Yeah. And then, man, like, but it happens to us in all shapes and sizes and forms in life it yep. really does man it does it does and it's one it's one thing that like i am constantly battling that thing so like if we can beat it let's beat it together oh yeah <laughs> so so the guy so the guy that said that to me in high school yeah 10 years after that he actually reached out on my facebook looking for a job i bet he didn't get one either no he didn't get one but i was professional about it Good. i was like no Good. we're not hiring well see that's another thing i appreciate too yeah. like yeah um is man everyone can change Mm-hmm. I was a different person five years ago, and I was also a different person five years prior to that, yeah. and five years prior to that. I'm a firm believer in every five years you change quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, because I knew you probably 15 years ago. Yeah, we, we don't bring that up. <laughs> but, um, Hashtag, but, I know Tim Huck. <laughs> shit. Hashtag, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Mm. Anyways, that's that's back partying days, and... I was always looking for a fighter female. Majority I, of us, I can be ma- completely honest. Majority with it. I was of us, for a fighter female. Majority of us were there, man. Yeah, yeah. I know, so. <laughs> but like, it's it's funny because we, you know, we all can change, so you can't hold that against someone. But at the same time, I do not think it's bad to at least bring it up. No, mention it. No, no. You know what I mean? Talk about no. it. Figure out. You know, and that's another issue. Is like a lot of people. I come from uh, from a very small town. A lot of those people are doing the same thing they were doing 10 years ago. Yeah. Only because they're not comfortable stepping out yeah. and trying to figure out if they want to do more. Oh, exactly. I don't criticize them or ridicule them for doing that, but those same type of people ridicule me for not being in that small area anymore and not being yeah. involved. Like, but dude, I, I want more. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and more is just my definition of I want to do more things. I want to learn, meet more people. Mm-hmm. I want to have more conversation. I want to go more places. If you're okay with sitting in that little area and not doing any of those things, that's fine. But don't criticize me for it. 
I'm not going to criticize you for that. Yeah. And, and, and I already see that even with the podcast because I've asked certain people to be on. And um, then they saw the guests I had on. And now they're reaching out to me saying, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll do it now. I'm like, bro, <laughs> no. Yeah, it ain't happening yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it's because now they're trying to just, like you said, leverage it for, for their yeah, own well being. And like I said, I understand. Plug the hustle. I get it. You know what I mean? But. We're we're past that. We're past that point in our life. Yeah. We've already went through that thing, and like that's that every man for themselves tactic, and that don't work, man. That don't it work doesn't. for anyone. It works. It it's very um, lucrative, temporarily. Mm-hmm. Very. It's just like any other, you know, anything. Like, you shoot yourself in the foot too. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just like starting a business up and then taking all the shortcuts and getting all those quick fix, you know, things to make money real quick and do all these things, and then. It crashes and burns in two years. Yeah, because you did not take the time to to grind, to walk through the fire, build the relationship, get your ass whooped, fall in yep. the dirt, wipe your yep. face off, get back up, and move. Yep. No, I'm 100 percent agreeing with you. What's up, bro? You're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your bladder is smaller than mine, apparently. Uh, a little bit, man. Or you may have drank more water than me. I'm, I'm gonna give you that one. I'm not drinking more water than me today. I'm not used to drinking good shit like the rain. <laughs> 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 no. Yeah, man. Um. It, 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 it's just crazy, and it's crazy what motivates us. And uh, I, I fortunately, and most people would say unfortunately, I've fortunately been through enough situations in my life that people don't even know about that have motivated me to just really crush the industry and Ooh, business let's talk world. about them. That's, that's, let's talk dude, about I'm good. Them. Tell me. So, uh, you know, two years ago when I was in Shreveport, I just built a house and uh, love the house. It took to this day, uh, actually just last week, for me to even go back to the house, uh, a good friend of mine that uh, owns Blueprint Nutrition, he bought it for me, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got all these awesome plans to to uh, add to it. Dude, I couldn't even see the plans because I was, dude, I, I, I would tear up, and uh, I had to sell my house because I was with a company. Um, they were trying to compete in the U.S., and I literally built this company in the U.S. I, I remember it. I yep. vaguely remember. I don't know the yeah. story, but I do remember this. Yeah, like they uh, they had a, they were a software company uh, doing SCADA, and um, they had man they, they had like just a handful of customers, if any. And uh, I, I developed an idea to uh, to change the way they did SCADA and and, and to uh, implement a different way of their software that just really changed the industry and they went to like you know um almost like 300 clients in the u.s across the board and i was promised all these things and stuff and uh and then one day on vacation of halloween uh, actually on halloween i had taken vacation and uh, i got called into my office by the ceo which you know i was friends with and when i mean friends with i mean like we smoked cigars together yeah and uh he said i'm going a different direction i don't need you anymore Bro, when I say I went into a depression for a month, yeah, like um, I just didn't understand. I didn't know why. Um, I would literally get up and uh, help my wife, you know, get ready for work. I'd go back and sleep on the couch. I'd get up, go to the gym, come back, go back to sleep on the couch, wake up for dinner with her, and then go back to sleep. That was my life for a month. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to hang out. Um, and obviously that's very unhealthy right? Uh, because in that time was a lot, obviously some alcohol and uh, it, it finally got to a point to where with her motivation and uh, motivation of my parents um, 
it had to change, mm-hmm. um, which you know motivated me to do bigger and better things, which I'm glad I did, and um, like uh, go and, and help with a, a automation engineering company with a good friend of mine, uh, Cam Marshall, out in Fort Worth, and it's stuff like that that you know it can make you or break you. Yeah. And for a month, it broke me. And uh, what did you? Uh, what was your energy to get back up? Man, it was just one of those things where, like, I was, I mean, I had to look at it and be like, man, I can't be a bitch. Yeah. Like, I mean, exactly. really, that was it. That was it. I was exactly. like, I can't be a bitch. Like, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm doing nothing about this. That's your inner bitch. Yeah. That's your inner bitch, bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I, so I, I told Amanda, I said, look, we're moving to Dallas because I knew what my income was, and I knew I was not going to find that in Treeport again. And I was like, we're going to move to DFW. Yeah. And uh, we put the house up for sale, and uh, sure enough, we did. But then I got hit again because I found a job in Dallas uh, doing director of business development uh, for a healthcare company, and uh, I found a penthouse in um, Uptown Dallas. Yeah, and I'm not going to say the name to him, and because I mean. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, even though we hate that terminology, it is what it is. (laughs) So I found this penthouse, and um, it was the last one that they had in the building. And so it was a model. had all the furniture and everything. And um, I asked them, or I gave them a cash offer on all the furniture because, like, man, I don't want to move all this shit from my house. And they agreed to it. And then you started selling everything, right? Yeah, Yeah. I sold sold everything. (laughs) So I, I literally sold everything: couches, yeah. tables, beds, yeah. everything. The only thing, I, the only thing I didn't sell was my clothes. Yeah. And so I called the guy the day of I was supposed to move in. I was like, "Hey, man, uh, I'm on my way. This is the easiest move that I've had. You know, y'all got the furniture ready." And the guy was like, "Yeah, everything's good. You know, come on." So I drive to Shreveport to Dallas after we had this conversation with my clothes in the back. I'm going by myself because Amanda's still working in Shreveport. And um, I get there, I sign everything, and the guy was like, oh, by the way, um, here's your check. Management decided not to sell you the furniture. Yeah. This is at the peak of COVID. Yeah. So you I, couldn't couldn't get, I couldn't get a bed <laughs> if I opened up an OnlyFans page, okay? This shit is not happening. So I pile up clothes in this apartment that I'm paying $3,200 a month for. Yeah. I have Shit. nothing. Shit. I pile up these clothes on a bedroom floor that I'm sleeping on, and I'm covering myself up with the other half of clothes that I have because yeah. I don't have blankets, I don't have pillows, yeah. I don't have shit. And um, yeah, man, that, that that's the bottom of the barrel. That that right there was the best lesson I ever learned because it told me right there it don't matter how much you spend on a damn apartment or a house if you do not feel comfortable or you feel lonely as hell. Dude, it, yeah. <laughs> it'll kill you, like, yeah, motivation-wise. I mean, yeah, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's something that you, you know, it's, I mean, you put your trust in somebody, too, yeah, you know what I mean? And exactly. Didn't didn't, and didn't go through the formalities because you didn't think you had to. I mean, yeah. this shit happens to the best of it. I had know? nobody to hang out with. Um, you know, I I, I had my, my friend uh, Jeremy that was, you know, he lived in Dallas, but the problem was he was in oil and gas, so he's always gone just like I was. The problem was I'm in sales, yeah. so I'm not at on location. Yeah. So I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm working on a bar, typing on a computer with no fucking bar stool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have nowhere to sit. You're on makeshift uh, yeah. stand-up desk. Yeah, I'm watching TV on an iPhone, like, yeah. and, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, Grocery stores aren't open, so I'm eating Chipotle every night, dude. It was a, it was by far the worst experience ever, 
And but I gained so much motivation out of that that yeah. it was just unreal. And um, I, I, I don't regret that situation. Um, I can tell you uh, the best thing to, to cuddle with is, is, is you know hoodies, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, that was that was that was my life for a month before yeah. I had to legally fight to get out of that get out of that lease. Yeah, because I mean, not, not only that, it's expensive. Um, remote, you're remote. Nobody can interact, and you're in yeah, Dallas. No. Dallas is shut down more than here. Oh, oh you yeah. couldn't do shit. So Everything was it. closed. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was for a lot of people too, man. Like. They, I'm one of those people that, um, just like you said, like you try to find the best in that those situations. But yeah. a lot of people like it really fucked them up, man. Yeah, like oh, not yeah. being able to interact with people. Um, well, if you feel comfortable talking about this, you come originally when I first met you. You were in the um, the bar industry. I was. Um, I was. Uh, those people all lost their jobs. Yep. And they had all their eggs in one basket, and they couldn't do anything. So yep. they had a, so that's a very good, you know. Not only, I wouldn't say I want to say lesson learned because it sounds fucked up. Like I appreciate that hustle. Yeah. Hell, I was I donated to that hustle for quite a few years. Um, but that's something like you can't put all your eggs in one basket, man. You yeah. just can't. You gotta no. you gotta diversify the portfolio. No, and you have no idea what it does. And that lifestyle when I worked in the bar, especially dude, when I helped open. Can uh, we talk about it? Yeah, we have. we can talk, Let's about, talk it. about it, dude. So like, so I'll tell you this: I have never managed a bar, but I have managed to drink a lot in the yeah. bars. I've also managed to have altercations and, you know, so what and so so on. Um, that used to be a big part of my life when I was in oil and gas and young and running around with plenty of extra money to go spend, um, you know, and go here and go there. And I ran into you. We didn't really get to know each other back then. Yeah, we, we're on two different, we're two different, you know, people back then. We also are two different people now. But um, how did you get into that? And you went through, um, I don't know if you want to get personal, but if you do, like you went through um, some trials and tribulations Oh, yeah. In that, while you were into that, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Oh, yeah, we, we, can, we can definitely talk about it. So, um, so the, the, the whole joke, you know, um, just for people that are outside of North Louisiana, uh, there is a uh, an amazing uh, bar owner. He's a marketing genius. His name was Tim Huck. And the whole joke was people would come up to, you know, a club called Phoenix and be like, hey, I know oh, Tim, let me in free. That's a, a beautiful establishment. Yeah, it was a beautiful establishment. <laughs> and, uh, so that was Tim, all, if you're listening, we love you. Yeah, and that was a whole hashtag, you know, hashtag I know Tim Huck. I've known Tim for a very long time. Yeah. His wife is my mom, one of my mom's closest friends. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I, I knew him back in, like, you know, rock and rodeo days and all that stuff. And uh, so I was actually working at Coco Pele's, and... He needed, uh, at the time, he just needed a bartender when he was opening up Sandbar. And I very quickly became the bar manager, you know, helping him out. And, yeah, the, the definitely definitely a trial and tribulation on that and, uh, you know, uh, on relationships and, 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 and just on your body. I mean, in Shreveport, Louisiana, bars are open until 6 a.m. Yeah, it's, it's very – I didn't know that was an uncommon thing until I started traveling yeah. abroad. It's a very uncommon thing. Man. I would go out I would go out in Dallas and everybody's shutting down. I'm like, damn, I'm still ready to throw. What's exactly. up? Exactly. Like, yeah. And, I, man, I felt like the biggest alcoholic even though I didn't drink. <laughs> I was at work. But I'd walk out of Sandbar at 8 a.m. And yeah. all these people were driving down the, the highway and see me you know, walking out. Yeah. <laughs> so um, – that was a very intense time for me because a lot of people don't know this, but I was still in school. Yeah. And I was in school in Natchitoches, which was, you know, 45 minutes to an hour away. So literally, this was my lifestyle. 
I would go to class at 9 a.m. And I'd go to class until probably 3 o'clock. And I would work out. And then I would sleep then. And then I would come in at, you know, around 10 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m. I would drive to Shreveport and be here at 9 to 10 p.m., work all night, and then drive back for a class at 9 a.m. That was my life. Now, I can tell you, I got judged so bad because I smelled like Jaeger yeah. coming in to class, you know, just a class, and I didn't drink anything. It was just like, you know, bartending and managing. Um, that was that was the moment where I knew, like, this shit's for the birds, yeah. and I want to do something, you know, and I'm not taking away from any bartender or anything like that. That's a, that's an, a hard Me either, grind. man. I, I appreciate that grind. Yeah, I appreciate also, that grind. I also know what's on the other side of it, you know. Yeah, but it's I, I can tell you it's not something that I want to do. for the, I, I didn't want to do it for the rest of my life. It made me actually appreciate you know, uh, the corporate world in a sense. And, um, so like when I could get out and actually I was forced out and nobody knows that. So like, this is how close my relationship was with Tim because he was a mentor of mine. Yeah. When I graduated college, he texted me and said, you're fired. Yeah. You're going to get a job. He wanted more for you. Yeah. He wanted more for me. Not to, I mean, I mean, not to denounce that. I mean, he just no, wanted, no, he, not he knew you'd worked hard to do something different. Exactly. And I have so much respect for him on, on a business aspect because like, if you ask him, he'll tell you, he said, one of my biggest accomplishments in the, in, in, in my career is, is growing, was growing you into what you've become in the business world. And I'll, and I'll never take that away from him because he, I mean, he's right. He taught me so much with, you know, financials and uh, business management and marketing and such that, uh, Again, it was it was a blessing running, you know, meeting him. So yeah, man, I, I just those and now were, that he can't fit through a door because his head's so big, <laughs> <laughs> you'll definitely have to share him this link. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, but no, man, it's um, yeah, I I was in a haze, but I remember, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I remember that yep. those those times, and um, I don't know, man, I, I feel like everyone I understand. There's a very interesting crowd of people that um probably a little bit older than me they were doing the same things 10 years ago in those same establishments that are still doing those today and um when i say those things i don't mean the hard workers that are hustling i mean the people that are the patrons i i want if y'all listen i don't even care i want you to know like there's more shit to do with your money and time bro yeah I, a good time's always appreciated but it doesn't need to be appreciated every two or three nights a week oh god yeah. you know what i mean yeah and um, because I was in there, I was in there every now and then. You know what I mean? I'm saying I was an alcoholic because a lot of times I wasn't drinking. I was just trying to go hang out. You yeah. know, just yeah. but it's like something to do. Yeah, something to do. But like, there's so much more to do. Yeah, there's so much more to do, and I feel like that people need to know that. And not at the end. And look, I don't. I appreciate a good time. Yeah, you know. But man, doing it all the time, it just wears on you, dude. Well, as your maturity grows, uh, a definition of a good time changes. Exactly. And I, and I and I told this to the owner of uh, you know Caleb at Flipping Coffee. You know we were having sushi together, and I told him I said, what you're going to notice is your crowd of people, it's going to uh, decrease, but your conversations are going to change too, and you're going to get more excitement, just like we did. You know we, me and you have that same personality, and we get excited about it, even though you didn't want. The conversation to go to there, it still gradually went to yeah. business. Yeah, of course, because and, we, and, and we that, share those things in common. Exactly. I just and, didn't want to sit here and talk about business yeah, all the time. And, I, I, get, I get that, <laughs> but you get excited about it just like yeah. I do, and that's why I told him. I said you're going to get excited about these conversations business wise, 
and you're going to see that your crowds that you're with, they're going to gradually change because you're going to outgrow some of the people that you hang out with. Yep. And, and and he had already agreed with me because he had already started seeing it happen. Well, and that's unfortunate, too, because this happened to me. It's happened to all of us, I feel yeah. like. But I, I feel like you look back. You look back five years ago. You look back ten years ago, and you're like, those are yeah. really good friends of mine, but we just went a different direction. Yeah. You know, I have nothing bad to say about them. They were a part of my life. Yeah, and, that, and that's okay. It's okay to have that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but so many people are hung up dealing with those things. They say, like, I can't, you know, I can't change because of so-and-so's judgment upon me. Yeah. You know, I have these insecurities of what people think about me because these are my friends and family. Well, at the end of the day, if they're not, if there's some, look, if there's something you want, you want to do, um, no matter what it is, it's your prerogative, and someone doesn't support you, then look to someone else for support oh, if 100%. you need if you need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think so much, so many of us, you know, stop and do not make that leap forward because yep. we're so worried about what someone thinks that's close to us that quote unquote cares about us. Oh yeah. I mean what's care, man? If you care in my look, this is my perspective. Care is your well being and your happiness. Mm-hmm. If you're happy, I mean if you're if you're well, alive and well and you're happy, that's my care for you. Right. Anything else you do is your business. Mm-hmm. I feel like man, there's so that shit's so cloudy now, man. Oh yeah, it, it, well yeah, it's definitely cloudy. It's, yeah. There's no doubt in that because uh, a lot of people are just uh, they're just selfish. Yeah, and if and, you look, and if you're young, if you're if you're younger than 25 years old, and you're worried about what your parents think, and you're not making decisions you want to make for your well-being or for your bettering yourself in whatever field you may be interested in getting in, you need to get over that shit too. Yeah, don't just don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. I, I didn't do it. Uh, I, and, you know, I, I tell people all this all the time. Um, I'm a business owner, and I feel that I'm successful. And I have a biology degree, and it means absolutely shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a business degree, and it means absolutely shit. So, but I got it. Yeah, but, so, you know, I thought I, I was in I was in oil and gas, and I thought I needed one because I wanted to climb that corporate ladder. Yeah. So I got it online while I was working full-time oil and gas. Yeah. Um, and then got into the business of business for myself and realized this doesn't mean shit. It just means I sit in a class and or sit on, you know, took tests and read, you know. Yep. Well, and, and I'm not saying education is not important. I'm not either, man. Education I'm just saying, like, everybody has different avenues. Well, just that we're, we've... <sighs> I, feel, I feel like society does a piss-poor job in rushing people into making a decision of what they want to do for the rest of their life. I agree. You're yeah. supposed to figure that out. Fuck that. I didn't figure it out until I was 26 years old. Oh, I, hell, I didn't figure it out until it, it was... I mean, I I had businesses, and I did them, and I enjoyed them. Yeah. But I still tried to do what I thought society expected me to do because I had you know this degree. So I didn't figure it out until I was 26, 27, 28. Exactly. And I'm, I'm, I'm 34, fixing to be 35. So yeah. it's still, you know, it's still recent. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that, you know, like... People think that they they need to go to college. They need to get a specific job. I had, you know, um, I had one of my high school principals on the show, and we talked about that. Yeah, it's like if that's not something you want to do, then okay, yeah, find something else. Yep. Find an application. Find something you want to do. There's so we have access to so much information now via internet, social media, everything. We can literally reach the world at our fingertips within seconds. Yeah, there's always something out there for someone. Always. Everyone. I mean, for everyone. So like. If you don't want to go to college and do this specific job, 
that's fine. You don't have yeah. to. You don't even need to go to school. Just you don't go be start lazy. your own damn business. Just don't be lazy. That's well, the only just thing. Just sit on your ass and expect everyone to do everything for exactly. you. Exactly. Don't be entitled. That's the because one. here's yeah. a oh god, dude. Don't get me rolling on that. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. We'll do a whole other podcast on entitlement. Oh hell, we got two bottles here. So. Oh, shit. Man. Oh my god. Well, I mean, like self entitlement is. And, and look, here's another thing that I can sympathize with people who don't know any better. So we have a weird generation coming up right under us that um, parents do everything for them because they may have not had that opportunity. Yeah. It creates self-entitled children. Yeah. Those self-entitled children are now what you know, the next um, generation down from millennials. Um, and th- they also have access to information. So, like, yeah. there's no... You remember, I remember going to the library and having to resource fucking encyclopedias for reports. Remember that shit? Dewey Decimal. You remember that shit? Yeah, oh, yeah. But you had to, like, flip the encyclopedia over and you need to... Um, you had to do a resource page, and you needed to cite this. It had to be written references. And there were no copy and paste. No, you couldn't copy and paste shit, dude. Yeah, there was no internet. There was no plagiarism.com. No. Nope. There was none of that shit. Nothing. But it was all written. But you know what? I appreciate that for the accountability aspect yeah, of it. I can't. Um, so I do understand that there's some hustle involved and people, like, finding ways around things to achieve things. Yep. But when you get to that achievement – it's not going to mean as much as you didn't work to get there. No. If you didn't do the, the, the nitty-gritty stuff. Yeah, no. And that's something that, man, that, that, you know, when it comes to the self-entitlement thing is what are you self-entitled about? Yeah. Like, what what do you have? Give me your references. Like, what's your resume? Yeah. If you're so entitled, tell me what you've been through. I want to hear some crazy shit. Well, I'm not going to be impressed if not. Well, know? and it's funny that you say that because nowadays education doesn't mean I'm not again. I'm not saying education is not important. No, but when you apply for a job, it's experience based. Is it? It's like oh, you don't have I want five to ten well, years experience. But also, there's here's what I have a problem with, and I think, and I haven't looked for a job in years, so I don't know. But I know that it used to be, it had to be bachelor bachelor degree required. Well, shit, now it's not masters. Really? Yes. Plus experience? Yes. Why is that, you think? Well, I think it's ever going because education is easier and easier to get. Right. And like, well, that makes sense because you can get a master's online now. $12,000 at yeah. LSU. Yeah. LSUS. Yeah. Yep. And. Uh, but you my, also have to have a, a bachelor's before you get that master's. Oh, well, yeah, so, you, you know. do. But I, I think that's why it's changing, though. Used to, it was, hey, high school degree got you a good job. Now it's bachelor's got you a good job. And then now it's, it's you know, master's. And, like, I, I've seen job postings uh, having a master's $60,000 a year. And it's only a, you know, it's only a matter of time before it's, like, a, a, a doctorate. And uh, I mean, I get it. I just think we're, we're past that now. I think everyone knows, like, well, no. Can you imagine? I'm not going to stake my opinion on this because uh, uh, DK, you know, with PR would probably, you know, <laughs> she'd probably slap me silly. But can you imagine – what it's going to be like if education was ever free? No. Um, well, it's it's going to shut down the universities because that's how they make their money. So, like, well, they, 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 not they, only, but can you imagine you got a doctorate and you can't get a job? Right. Exactly. They leverage the well, they leverage the tuition cost based yes. on based on whatever's going on. Yeah. So, like, you have, but here's another thing. I'm not I'm not like shutting down education. There's specific jobs you have to have this this um, yeah. education in. Applied, you know, very applied jobs like you know, well, your example science, your your nursing is trades. Yeah, well, and then and then on the other side, you had nursing. Yeah, I mean, it's still a trade. I guess it's hands-on job. Um, an attorney, 
you know, a doctor, a scientist, like these things are, you have to have loads and loads and loads of information implanted in your your brain so you know how to process certain things, but you also still, after you get that degree, have to go apply it for, what, six months or something, or a year, before you can even actually go into the field to make money doing that. So there's still application. Yeah, exactly. Application is always the most important thing. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't know how to apply that knowledge, then it means absolutely nothing. But there's a lot of uh, majors that you can't have an application for like if you just get a biology degree right you can't you know it, it, you have to you like can't go be a biologist and say that. <laughs> yeah let me yeah. go let me go do you know this 40 hours or 180 hours whatever right. whatever it is you know of observation hours and then get a job you know mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot harder so i i i fear that day <laughs> yeah <laughs> if, it, if it ever comes i do too i, I just because education is important but i think the way we treat it is the scary portion. Well, it's just it's just put on a pedestal now to um, to where people feel like they're not able to achieve. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? And then you have like things like, so I think at the end of the day, it's access to information. The average 20-year-old has more ac- access to information than any other 20-year-old in the history of the phone. world. Exactly. Okay, so then, but does that 20-year-old have worth anything? Yeah. So are you, tra- are you trading access to information for worth of it. Yeah. So I think if you can have both, that that's your new form of education, and that's going to put you in the tier of moving forward and doing things and actually making a movement, you know, right. making a splash in the pond versus just no way to, you know, no way to apply anything and then getting an education. Yeah. The the only shot that I'll take at education, and, and this is and this is reality, and I'll, I'll back this up, is uh, – the depletion of creativity, yeah, and uh, and I, and I have examples of that, so that's why I, I'll back it up. But like, um, you know, from high school to you know middle school to even elementary, um, you know, when they implemented the Common Core program, yeah, um, and it's not just Common Core; it's just, I mean, even you know, uh, regular programs. I had a problem with this. When you do a math problem, you teach kids creativity is the most important thing that you need to deal with, right? But you, well, that's what they used to teach when we were kids. I don't know what they teach now. Exactly. But like even back then, it was still they, they say that, but they they didn't necessarily practice it. And it's not a shot at teachers because teachers still they're they're um, they're given a they're given a task at hand. They do it. Yes. I mean, it is what it is. This is how they, they teachers are even told, hey, this is how you need to teach this. Yeah. This is what you need to do. So you still take a little bit of creativity away from teachers. But when you go to a student and you say, figure out this math problem. And even if they figure it out and they don't do it the same process that your school pushes, whether it be Common Core or whatever it is. It's wrong. It's wrong. Isn't that fucked up? And it, yeah. When well, we went to school, the answer up. was the answer. Yeah. No, it's not that way I, anymore. Someone was saying the other day, it was like, it takes me a whole fucking sheet of paper to solve this one problem that I could do in two lines. Exactly. But ago. you do it in two lines, it's wrong. What's up with that thing? So, you, but, so they're controlling the process. But too. you but you box in the creativity of somebody. Right. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, uh, some of us, remember, it's just like the ones that us that, uh, I was a math whiz, other things I wasn't great at. Um, I would do a lot of shit in my head. They're like, you got to show your work. I'm like, okay, I get it. But why? But I don't need to. I have the answer. I guess because they may be a fear of that was a guideline or they thought you may have cheated. Um, It's it's just one of those things. Well, shit, we're fixing to open up a can of worms. Because here's the thing. So when you do that, though, and I don't know what they do now, but I know back then, 
when somebody would come up with an answer for any problem, any issue, word problem, math, English, or whatever, and then they came up and said, this is my answer, and they said, you can't show your work, that's wrong, then they categorize that person as being slow or a failure. Yeah. So then you kill that creativity and you kill that motivation in like a 12-year-old. I agree. So imagine that. Yeah, I agree. I, it's just, I get it, and it is fucked up. It's we try to create a standard so that we can groom people to get ready to be consumer centric and operate and and thrive in the economy and all build us up as a society. But there's not a one size fits all application. Okay. So that's where we have to realize, okay, things need to change. Oh yeah. This, like, I just think that we need more institutes. We need more applied, like applied, Application like applied sciences and all these things that we need these for people to go to. They don't have to go to one size fits all thing yeah. and say, okay, if you don't fall into this category, you're not, you don't mean shit to us, and you can't operate in society. Oh, exactly. But the problem is education. I feel like has not followed society's guidelines. Well, no, because yeah, they be- roll with the punches. Well, yeah, because the thing is, is like education is has not really. I don't think education has caught up with society today. Agree. I, yeah. I agree. They're behind times. Yeah. Behind. It's because, an archaic way of thinking and operating that does not work anymore. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to stir the pot. Go for it. So uh, the reason I say that is I've I still have seen people in books that have taught um, that Christopher Columbus was a good person. Yeah. If you know. Oh, man. If you, co- if you know correct history. He still has a day. Yeah. yeah. He was arrested when he went it back. Yeah. For, for for war crimes. Yeah. So, you know, it's – they education de- definitely needs to catch up for that. But also, you don't need to criticize a child for I, – I, I think is an act of genius that can come up with an answer without even showing its work. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, you just have to – you have to realize that there are people there – there are levels to this shit, bro. Yeah. There are levels to this shit. <laughs> yeah. Some people are here. Some people are here. How do they cohesively blend and work together? Yep. Let's make it work. Yep. If not, do we need to create something over here for these people that are top, they're top of the food chain and operate differently? And and not saying they're any better, they yep. just operate differently. So, and I have an example of that. So, one of my closest best friends, I'm not going to say their name because they would they might be embarrassed of this. When they were in high school and middle school and everything, they were deemed slow. Okay, and they were put in special classes. Okay, this person learned how to rebuild a computer and software in less than two months yeah and uh can rebuild cars and has a very successful business rebuilding other stuff and also does sales for another company that he's a top salesman Mm -hmm. and so when he told me like you know when i knew him back then and knowing him now it's like man you weren't you weren't slow yeah. You were you were ahead of the game. You were ahead of the curve. Well, you, you were, were just judged. Compared, for, yeah, you were slow compared to their standards. Yeah, which their which, standards don't make it right. What are their standards? I exactly. Mean, their standards are everyone needs to be in this box, and it just does not work anymore. No, you know, it, well, it didn't work back then. No, it didn't. But it, there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough information or people talking about it to realize it. Mm-hmm. Like there would have been ten years passed before they realized it didn't work. Yeah. Now we have so much access to everything. We know it doesn't work immediately. Yeah. But what's being done about that? I have no idea. I'm not trying to say I'm an advocate for a new education system here because yeah. I'm not I'm not educated enough. But I do yeah. know and I agree that the shit's broken 
And um, it shouldn't cost forty thousand fucking dollars to go to school. No, a year. No. Well, <laughs> that, that actually starts some shit up because people were paying all that kind of money uh, during COVID to go to Harvard, but they were having the same Zoom classes as somebody that was going to exactly. you know a community college. Exactly. So that actually well, it's, it's, and that's another thing that's set, that those standards are set by that institution. Yeah. And there's people that, that man, I don't if it, one day somebody may slap my hand for this shit, but there's there's it feeds down to people that actually benefit from those yeah. things and so they're constantly sending people there yeah. just like college football <laughs> prime yeah. example yeah oh yeah hey, <laughs> they have hey, amazing hey. players but if they don't fit the formality then they just go to this you know top, low tier school that actually probably has good talent but they're not put on the pedestal like here with this top tier school well and it's also you know you know colleges and universities are a business too so it's supply and demand of course, as well so. of course but if you're and that's where it becomes very gray yeah you know it comes very gray because it's like okay what are we doing here are we um we're supplying the new society's workforce and economy here yeah. we're we're literally molding them but what about all this other side of you know society over here that is still going to operate and create money, like create revenue and put grow the economy, just like your, your software developer that's in the basement yeah. that's creating these apps that people are using that are making billions of dollars. Oh yeah, you know the person that created Angry Birds was thirteen exactly. So so like there's there's room for that. That's still commerce, mm-hmm. you know. So we got to find those things, man. But dude, look, we're we're. I think this may be a record-breaking show. Oh, I mean, why good. not? We started off with the first one. Might as well go go for the next record, man. I, I yeah, either go big, yeah, yeah. Well, look, dude, I enjoyed it today. I think I had fun. I hope somebody gets something out of this. I do too. <laughs> and uh, you know, just so because I never really said the name, you know, uh, if if you are if you don't mind, if you yeah, are go for it, dude. Plug, plug away. Yeah, if you if you're a startup company or, or you're looking to get away from your nine to five and you need, you know advice or education or, or, you know, just motivation to start your own business. Um, you know, I do have a podcast called the hustle with Will Harris, Will Harris. And, um, I, you know, we, we, we take emails, we take, you know, uh, Instagram messages and everything, and we love to help out and, and, and your success. And then, you know, listen in and, and I hope it, it educates you to, you know, to what you need. So, Hell yeah, bro. and, uh, I definitely want to thank, uh, send vodka for the bottle. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It's uh, halfway gone. So, <laughs> All right, dude. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. I look forward to doing it again. Hell yeah, bro. Thanks. Everyone, please subscribe to the podcast. <laughs>